Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hayner. I'm an international business coach, a recognized global expert on leadership and visibility, and I designed this podcast for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that you can implement in order to accelerate your success and build your own brand you. We also publish exclusive material, offers and behind the scenes content in our Building Brand You Facebook group. And if you'd like to find out more about our Building Brand You coaching programs, you can book a free 20 minute call with me where we'll explore where you are and whether Building Brand You coaching is the right fit for you. You'll find both of those links as well as many others in the show notes. So let's unlock this episode and lift the lid on what's next in Building Brand You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Building Brand You. Today, I wanted to talk about a particular job that we pay very little attention to, and that is the job of rest. Over the last couple of weeks, I have found myself really drawn into some resting and nesting activities at home. It's almost like I can't help myself. Where I might have planned to spend a whole day doing something for the business, I've found myself decluttering, building furniture, uh, moving things around, giving myself more space everywhere in, in my life. So I wondered what was at the heart of that because I've tried to battle through it. I've tried to ignore it. I've tried at first, I just tried to charge on with what I was doing in the business. But what I actually found was a whole lot of mixed results. I certainly had a loss of focus and energy everywhere in life, and particularly in some of the the deep things in my business I need to be addressing for the year ahead. But I wasn't sleeping either. I was waking early in the morning and unable to get back to sleep. So I wasn't getting enough rest. And after a couple of weeks, this really started to tell. I started to feel quite tired all the time, or I'd do something for a short period of time and then be completely spent. So I kind of gave in to the the rest and nest urge that I had. I decluttered, I built some new furniture. I got a whole bunch of old dead electricals collected. And I finally gave away the flat screen TV that has sat unused, unwatched in my living room for the last two years. So physically, there's more space around me. I've come through this last weekend having not finished the work, but feeling like there's more space, more headspace, as well as more physical space to do the things I want to do. And in reflecting on this activity, I've been thinking about the job it's either done or has been doing for me. And I was reminded of Michael Lunig's The Curly Pajama Letters, a book I purchased almost 20 years ago now. Michael Lunig is an Australian cartoonist. He's a writer, a painter, a philosopher, and a poet. And his commentary on political, cultural, and emotional life spans more than 50 years. I most saw it when I was living in Melbourne, in the Melbourne Age and Sydney Morning Herald newspapers. 
And he's often explored the idea of an innocent and sacred personal world and how the fragile ecosystem of human nature and its relationship to the wider natural world is a related and recurrent theme in his writings. The Curly Pajama Letters is quite a small book and the letters contained in the book are just a small fragment of the vast correspondence that is known to have taken place between the lone voyager Vasco Pajama and his friend and mentor, Mr Curly of Curly Flats. While domestic contentment and ease with the natural world are Mr. Curley's major attributes, Vasco's restless nature has compelled him into a great voyage of discovery. There were two particular letters in this book when I first bought it that I've gone back to time and time again, and they really speak to the theme of today's episode about rest. And I want to read those letters to you now from the book. In the first letter, Voyager Vasco Pajama writes this to Mr. Curley. Dear Mr. Curley, I hope you are well. I'm still wandering far and wide, looking at the world, and now I realise and sort of accept that I am observing and am part of a world which is dying. This is certainly a sad understanding and seems to imply that life is not worth living. But strangely, this is not how I feel. The vital question now seems to be, shall our dear old earth die badly or well? This matters, I think, and seems to be worth working with and struggling with. How do we attend the dying earth? It seems peculiar to be grieving about a death which has not yet occurred and very confusing to mourn ahead of time. But this seems a wise and proper thing to learn about because there will be no possibility of a requiem after the event. No fine words or music and no tears. All those things which can help make sense of death and sweeten it. Perhaps little by little, we can start doing this already. Perhaps a cheerful vase of daffodils can also be, sometimes, a small wreath. We need to be careful with this, however, and gentle too, because what bothers me most is the feelings of the innocent children. Their hearts are not yet ready for such burdens. So how do we proceed with them? How do we be with them? I must say that when I'm amongst them, I can only feel that all shall be well, and I accept this happiness as a simple pleasure. But when they depart, I grow troubled and sad. How we have wallowed too deeply in the history of man's inhumanity to man, the endless stories of who did what to whom, and how little we have known or cared or understood about man's cruel persecution of nature, the animals and the earth. Already, the Holocaust is well in motion, and as with the approaches of all those other great tragedies and holocausts, even when the writing is on the wall, we act as if the worst is not going to happen. In light of all this, Curly, I ask you, as I ask myself each morning, what is worth doing and what is worth having? These are big questions, and I am curious about your answers. I look forward to hearing from you. For the time being, I have my faith and I am doing what I can. Yours cheerfully and entirely seriously, Vasco Pajama. Well, there are some deep, deep questions in that letter. But let's go to Mr. Curley's response. He writes, Dear Vasco, 
In response to your question, what is worth doing and what is worth having, I would like to say simply this. It is worth doing nothing and having a rest. In spite of all the difficulty it may cause, you must rest, Vasco. Otherwise, you will become restless. I believe the world is sick with exhaustion and dying of restlessness. While it is true that periods of weariness help the spirit to grow, the prolonged ongoing state of fatigue to which our world seems to be rapidly adopting is ultimately soul-destroying as well as earth-destroying. The ecology of evil flourishes and love cannot take root in this sad situation. Tiredness is one of our strongest, most noble and instructive feelings. It is an important aspect of our conscience and must be heeded or else we will not survive. When you are tired, you must have that feeling and you must act upon it sensibly. You must rest like the trees and animals do. Yet tiredness has become a matter of shame. This is a dangerous development. Tiredness has become the most suppressed feeling in the world. Everywhere, we see people overcoming their exhaustion and pushing on with intensity, cultivating the great mass mania which all around is making life so hard and ugly, so cruel and meaningless, so utterly graceless, and being congratulated for overcoming it and pushing it deep down inside themselves, as if it were a virtue to do this. And of course, Vasco, you know what happens when such strong and natural feelings are denied. They turn into the most powerful and bitter poisons with dreadful consequences. We live in a world of these consequences and then wonder why we are so unhappy. So I gently urge you, Vasco, do as we do in Curly Flat. Learn to curl up and rest. Feel your noble tiredness. Learn about it and make a generous place for it in your life. And enjoyment will surely follow. I repeat, it's worth doing nothing and having a rest. Yours sleepily, Mr. Curley. Lunig actually read those letters aloud when I saw him speak back in 2001. And it struck me so deeply that I rushed out to buy the book. The whole concept of embracing our tiredness, perhaps not succumbing to it or being a victim to it, but learning to acknowledge it as a, a valid feeling. When in the letter, Mr. Curley talks about the rest that the trees and the animals afford themselves, it's very pointed. Why do we think that rest is not something that's important in our life? Over the years, I've gone on to think of rest as something so critical to my well-being and sleep as the ultimate restorative gift. So when I don't sleep, it's the first sign I am not doing the job I need to do. I am not nourishing myself, my soul, my body, my mind, everything about me. And that lack of sleep in the last couple of months has really done a particular job. It's made me identify that actually perhaps what I needed to do was honour those feelings of tiredness, of overwhelm, of exhaustion, 
and take time to rest myself and to create my environment so that rest and nest becomes possible. Often we need to think about all the aspects of ourselves when thinking about our brand and how we're going to show up. If we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't have the energy, if we don't invest in all the things about us, our brand will not show up at its best. It will not be true to ourselves. It will not be authentic and it will not be sustainable because it's hard work to sustain a brand that is not authentically you. I will leave the link to Michael Lunig's The Curly Pajama Letters in the show notes. But in the meantime, I urge you to think about what have you been chasing? What have you been ignoring? And is it time to actually stop, acknowledge and honour exactly where you are? I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Speak to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Brand New Podcast. I'm Kim Hamer, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For all the latest news and special offers, hot tips, and exclusive content, you can also become a member of the Building Brand New Facebook group. Just type Building Brand New into the Facebook search box and request to join. And if you want to unlock your reputation, your results, and your impact right away, our new program, The Vice Squad, is now live. You'll find the link to find out more and to register your place in the show notes. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.